today's title is Stumbling Patterns. We're going to be reading from Matthew chapter 26, verses 31 through 35, and it's the New King James Version. Then Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter answered and said to him, Even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you that this night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all of the disciples. Today's message is a message of hope, but also of action. In these scriptures, we find that Jesus is talking to his disciples just after they have celebrated the Passover meal, and Judas has left to betray <laughs> Jesus. Now, here, here's Peter. He spent time with Jesus. He just washed his feet. He's eaten this meal. Jesus broke the bread and, and, and passed out the wine to show that this represents his body that's going to be broken. And we know that Peter loved Jesus so much. He couldn't imagine ever denying him. But Jesus already knew it was going to happen. And it came to pass. That night, Peter denied Jesus three times. And the other disciples ran away in fear. But the good thing is, Peter and the disciples' story, it doesn't end there. Even though they stumbled, like God, like Jesus had told them they were going to, God in his great love and his mercy used them to become great warriors in the kingdom of God. Peter and John and all the disciples walked with Jesus for almost three years, for a little over three years. He saw, they saw his teachings. They saw the miracles he performed. They knew all of these great things that Jesus had done, and yet they stumbled. He understands, Jesus understands that we are human, that we are going to stumble in this life. But he wants us to know, just like he used Peter and John and all the disciples, he wants to use each one of us to further his kingdom, even when we stumble. I want you to take a look around in this, in this church. I want you to look at your brothers and sisters in Christ. See them. Is there anyone here, sitting here, that you think is so close to God that they don't stumble? Sometimes we put people on pedestals and we think that they're not going to stumble. And you know, this is crazy, but a thought came to me. Just somebody mentioned Donnie Swagger yesterday. And we think of Jimmy Swagger. Everybody had him on a pedestal. He was a great minister of God. But what happened? He stumbled. He fell into sin. So be careful putting people on pedestals because they are human and they are going to stumble. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And Ecclesiastes 7.20 says, For there is not a just man on earth who does good and does not sin. Sometimes I think I'm the worst of them all. As I prayed over this message several months ago, I said, Lord, show me what you have for me and let the Holy Spirit put it in my spirit. 
was the first thing I knew. I go to bed that night, I fall asleep. Well, middle of the night, I get woke up. The Holy Spirit's trying to talk to me. I'm going, oh, no, Lord, not tonight. I've got to get up tomorrow. I have so many things I have to do. I just need my rest. Please, not tonight, Lord. So I wrestled until I went to sleep. So when I woke up the mor next morning, I was angry with myself because I did not obey the Holy Spirit. I stumbled again. And just recently, probably about a month ago, I don't even remember what it was, but my attitude and my actions were not those of someone who was a Christian. Now, were my actions all that bad? Probably not. But I felt as if I had let the Lord down once again. I stumbled. I couldn't give it up because of the shame that I felt for not obeying the Holy Spirit and the way that I felt for not showing Christ in my actions and my attitude. When we stumble, when we sin, we try to punish ourselves. We try to, we expect God to be angry with us. We expect him to condemn us. And we expect that he's going to make us earn his approval all over once again. If that were the case, there would not be one person sitting in this church today. Not one. The truth is, God does the exact opposite of what we expect. When we go to him with a repentant heart, he celebrates our return. He doesn't treat us the way our sin deserves. He looks at us through the eyes of love and mercy, and he sees us as the righteousness of Christ. Now, think about, and everybody knows this story, the prodigal son down in Luke chapter 15. Very familiar. The younger son wanted his inheritance, and he wanted it right now. He wanted to live his life his way, so he leaves his father, his family, and he goes off into the world to party, thinking that his life is going to be so much better. He was probably tired of being second best. You know, the big brother is always picking on the little brother. Or maybe he was just tired of going out in the fields and working every day. You know, this is, this is crazy. I don't have to do this. Or maybe, since he was the youngest, maybe he's a little bit spoiled. He uh, takes his money, he leaves, and he goes off in the world to party. And what happens? He finds himself wanting to eat the pig's food. Uh, so he <laughs> says, whoa, wait a minute. What am I doing? I can go home. And I'll ask my father for forgiveness, and I'll tell him I'll be his servant in his house. I don't even have to be his son anymore. I'll just serve him. But what I love about, best about this story is found in verse 20. But when he, talking about the son, was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. I want you to think about that scene for just one second. The father, after the son left, he could have gone in, sit down in his big easy chair and said, ungrateful child, how dare him? I'm not going to even worry about him anymore. But what I see is day after day after day, different times during the day maybe, the father going out and looking at the horizon. I'm waiting, son. I know you're coming. I'm watching for you. I'm waiting for you. And then that day comes when he looks out and he says, there he is. That's my child. And the child's coming for forgiveness. 
to us. When we come to him, we start taking that first step. He doesn't stand there and say, come on, a little bit closer. He runs to you and he falls on you and he wraps you in his arms and he loves you so much. Have you ever said to yourself, I'm a lost cause. I try to do what's right, but I continue to stumble. Why would the Lord want me? We think that we must get our lives together. We think we have to do it all before we can be forgiven. That is a trick of the devil. He tells us this lie because he doesn't want us giving our lives to God. We don't have life off the earth, and we never will. It's not going to happen. But God does, and he is faithful to lead us every step of the way, on the smooth pathway as well as on the rocks that cause us to stumble. Isaiah 30, 21 says, Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it, whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. He is there lifting us up, guiding us, and all we have to do is call on him. God in his love and grace wants us to come just as we are. He doesn't ask us to change. When we give all of us to him, he will do the changing. He wants to take our sin upon him and give us a new and exciting life with him. Even when we are unfaithful or even rebellious, the Lord remains a God of graciousness and compassion. Let's look at Adam and Eve. They took of the forbidden fruit. They went and hid themselves. God already knew what had happened, but he still came down in the cool of the day and he wanted to talk with them. But they had sinned and hidden. What did he do? He says, where are you? He's calling us today. Where are you? His love for us is so great that he pursues us. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our stumblings. He doesn't treat us based on our feelings or our mistakes. He loves us because we are his. And the story of Adam and Eve, that's just one of many stories in the Old Testament of people who stumbled. You think your stumbling's unforgivable? I wonder if that's what David thought. I mean, after all, Scripture tells us he was a man after God's own heart. But what did he do? He lusted after a woman. He slept with that woman. She became pregnant. Uh-oh, what am I going to do now? So he brings the, her husband back from the, the war and says, Oh, go home, stay with your wife. Her husband would not do that because his soldiers were fighting. He felt like that wasn't fair to them, so he would not go home to his wife. So what's David do next? He sends the man to the front line knowing that he's going to die in battle. So David stumbled, but God loved him because he came to God with a repentant heart. Then there's Elijah. Pastor's been talking a lot about Elijah. Uh, he's another man of God, a prophet. And in 1 Kings chapter 18, Elijah has just shown the power of God to Ahab, the children of Israel, and all of the prophets of Baal by offering a sacrifice drenched in water. And then the fire of God came down and devoured it all. A miracle. God's power. But, what, but in the next chapter, what do we find? Elijah running away in fear. He's afraid that Jezebel is going to kill him. 
So even in his stumbling, in his fear, God didn't give up on Elijah because he ran away. God loved him with an unfailing love. So we're not the only ones that stumbled. We're going to stumble. I had a dream this summer that I believe God was showing me because it relates to this message. I was standing on what looked like a most beautiful, smooth plot of green grass. Oh, it was gorgeous. It was so comfortable to walk on. But suddenly, there appeared rocks falling on the me. As I tried to move away from them, I stumbled. And I steadied myself. And then I moved and I'd stumble again. And I stumbled again. And I kept stumbling over these rocks. So I believe the message the Lord was trying to help me see is that sometimes you feel like you keep stumbling over yeah. and yeah. over the same sin. You just keep on and on and on again and again. But I'm here to encourage you today not to give up. Keep seeking God's help. He is there to carry you during those tough times. If you stumble and fall down and think that there is no hope for you, that you keep failing, don't get discouraged. You see, God in his great wisdom knows how hard life can be. He sees our struggles, knows our heartaches, and he's touched deeply by our prayers. He is bringing this message today to remind each of us of his great love for us. We all stumble through life. We say dumb things. We make foolish decisions. We get angry too quickly. We're too slow to forgive. We make hasty judgments. We criticize without knowing the fact. We judge others while excusing ourselves. We make mountains out of molehills. And we speak before we listen. The power of God's love doesn't shrink based on where you are or what we've done. He sees all, he knows all, and he loves. Amen. Have you wasted time thinking that God could never forgive you for the things you've done? I have. So many times we fix our eyes on the mistakes that we've made. We hold on to the shame and we distance ourselves from God. If you remember in May, we had a message from the Lord, and he says that he rolls out the red us. Yeah. How wonderful is that? You think about all these movie stars, and they walk on that red carpet, and people think they're great. We have the greatest of all, and he loves us so much. He rolls out a red carpet for us, and he, 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 his love is just amazing. God takes the ugliness of our lives, and he turns it into beauty. Isaiah 6, 1 and 3 says, To give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. With the Lord as our shepherd, we have everything we need. He takes care of us. He fights our enemies. Where we wander astray, he comes to find us. He is kind, attentive, and strong. He leads us to refreshing waters. He takes care of our earthly needs. He will walk with you as you overcome your addictions. He will carry you when you stumble or fall and have a hard time getting up. In Isaiah 43, 1, the Lord says, Fear not, 
for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. In verse 2 and 3 it says, When you pass through the water, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is calling today. Maybe you stumbled and you feel unworthy. Maybe you're in a state of addiction and feel that there is no hope. Maybe you've been feeling as if the Lord isn't listening and you felt like giving up. The hurts of life are painful. The suffering is real. Words of comfort or care from your loved ones may not wipe away your tears. But I know someone who can and who will. Jesus says, come to me, bring your burdens and lay them at my feet. Your burdens, your stumblings are suffocating you. They are destroying you. But you're not too far gone. His grace has no limits. You don't need to earn your way back to God with good deeds or cleaning up your act. We've all stumbled. Thankfully, the Lord is compassionate and merciful. Confession is the cure. Romans 10, 9 tells us that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's a new day. Put behind you that which drew you away from God and start fresh. His love is never ending and it never fails. Put your trust and your faith in Him. He's calling each one, Christian, saint, or sinner today. Because, like I said, we all stumble. Every single one of us. We're not on a pedestal. We're not perfect human beings. God is perfect. God loves you today. If you're sitting here this morning... And you're a woman, a man or woman of God, and you feel like you've stumbled and, and the devil is trying to oppress you and tell you that you're not going to make it. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. Come up to this altar today and pray. You don't have to tell me what your stumblings are. You don't have to tell the pastor what your stumblings are. God already knows. But he's asking that you come and confess them to him, and he will be with you and walk with you and guide you every step of the way. Just put your trust and faith in Him. If you're a sinner and you're addicted to something, whether it be alcohol or drugs or pornography or there's many other things, God loves you. He wants to take that and put it on Himself. He wants you to come and just surrender.